0: Welcome to a Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I got a chance to sit down with Davram TV of the Pirate Talk Radio podcast, and we decided to sit down and kind of discuss everything that we kind of understand about what is going to happen in just a few days with the Pirates of the Caribbean, a Pirates Life update coming to Sea of Thieves for Sea. Season 3, we couldn't be even more excited than we already are. We're so hyped. This looks like it's going to be a blast. We missed out on talking about the uh, the event that's going on Sunday. So once we understand more about what's going on with that, I'm sure it'll be nice to get a deep dive. But for now, enjoy this extra long episode of Davram TV from Pirate Talk Radio. Joining me uh, for his podcast as well as mine, we did a joint episode. So... With all that said, uh, with all that out of the way, let's get to the patrons of course this episode is brought to you by the patrons they are the ones supporting the podcast head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast if you want to get your name on this podcast if you want to join the gold hoarders get the special channel get in some conversation and have a way to to talk about things with me for the community episodes at the end of the month for the gold hoarders so this week i wanted to thank cosmic johnson lfa esteban trickster who is a new uh, Patreon. Thank you, uh uh, Trickster, aka Mad Jack Bonnie, uh, Jabaro 5, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Papa Fuzz, Registella, Rust Bell Kid, TN Professor, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Jack, da- Super Pack, excuse me, CJ, sorry, Davrom TV, Fergatron, Kazuya the Rogue, who just recently upped their pledge, thank you so much, uh, Straw Hat, Connor, I said it right this time, Xbox Mike 29, Tech Deku, Windsor Chris, and ZamWow. Thank you all so much for your support. It means the world to me. It helps the podcast. It really does take care of the the costs that uh, go along with these things and helps try to make sure that I bring good quality for you and that we are working on uh, community episodes as well as fun events for the community. So thank you all so much for that. And with that, Pirates, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Pirate
1: Talk Radio and... We've got a special thing this week. The Pirate Talk Radio is actually being keelhauled. And we have Captain Logan, the host of the Keelhaul podcast here, and we are doing a joint podcast together in order to discuss both what we love and our differences on the recent Sea of Thieves update. But before I do that, I want to congratulate you, Logan, not only on the Keel Hall podcast, but you, sir, have been on multiple podcasts and really getting yourself out there in the gaming news industry. So congratulations on all of your success.
0: Oh, thank you. And thanks for having me on the show. I I am so excited for this. I didn't realize that I was really getting my name out there. I've, I've just been really excited. It's E3. I just really wanted to talk about E3. And, and Sea of Thieves has been like... <laughs> (laughs) It's, it's, I feel like we're finally getting the, the recognition. People are finally like, oh yeah, Sea of Thieves. That was that thing that people, that people were saying was bad, but it's gotta be good if it's got Disney, right? Like they, Disney just doesn't give people their IP to play around with. So Sea of Thieves is good. Right. And and I'm like, it's been good. It's been good for a while. (laughs) You're not wrong wrong with you.
1: (laughs) You are not wrong. My friend. And you know how I am with my podcast. I always look at the numbers and though I'm sure that these numbers are going up, the impact that this E3 announcement and the follow-up announcements we're going to talk about has made already in the steam statistics is absolutely bonkers. Like I'm talking about, we're not even to the end of June yet and we are creeping back up to the numbers of peak players that we saw when it launched on steam, which is absolutely incredible,
0: which was only a year ago, only a year ago, one year
1: ago. Yes. June, 2020 is when it launched and they haven't had exactly the, the best time keeping those numbers up, but I'll tell you what this announcement, man, it's, it's getting those numbers up.
0: I mean, if you, if you think about like why those numbers might've slumped, and then you see the amount of content that we're getting in just a mm-hmm. few days. I can mm-hmm. kind of understand why. I was like, season two yeah. is pretty light. And I'm like, yeah, season two is pretty light. light. And I was like, it's all right, really well, light. they got to be doing something for E3. Like I've, I've heard whispers about something coming to E3. They got to be doing something, right? There's something going on. Sure enough, <laughs> they walked See? in, dropped the microphone, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, oh, I can't believe Elder Sc- uh, Elden Ring is coming out!" And oh my god, a Starfield and and Halo multiplayer. And I'm like, "You guys are crazy! You guys are absolutely crazy! Have you seen what's Freaking! You- you're so excited about an Indiana Jones game, and they're they're flaunting a Pirates of the Caribbean in front of you, and you know nothing about Indiana Jones, and you're yep. totally ignoring." Pirates of the Caribbean being in Sea of Thieves. Like this has been something that I have wanted for a long time. What was what was your kind of initial reaction? Because I listened to your last week's episode and you yeah. seemed high, high on praise for them, uh, with some caveats. So were you excited when you watched the trailer?
1: So um I will I will tell you this. I, I put my initial reaction on Twitter and I had a feeling I would get the response that I, I did. I got a lot of nasty grams. Um, a lot of unhappy response replies, um, some emails. And I, I anticipated that, um, because I was mixed and I loved the trailer. Okay. The first off they, like you mentioned in your last episode, they brought back the cinematic trailer and Mm -hmm. they are so good at that. They are so good at that. And I loved it. And I was excited to see some of the things that we've wanted to see for a while, new critters, you know, uh, to fight new, new places to go. Like there was just a lot of good things to see, but my reservations and what I will say, my criticism that came out first was why haven't we fixed things that have been going on for a long time that have caused a lot of players to leave what is a awesome game. And that is my biggest reservation that I want to have a conversation with you about uh, along with all the positive is I am just so concerned that we've got this beautiful new thing and we have this Disney partnership Mm -hmm. and I'm just so concerned that I I've been calling it because hit regs, a dirty term, historical weapon accuracy issues barrel bugs, um ex- exploits, um spawn camping exploits. There's a lot of things that really hurt new players and really have turned veteran players away from the game that we're still seeing. And that's my biggest concern is, yes, it's new, it's pretty, but what about the longstanding issues that we're overlooking?
0: I think that in this instance, that a game is only going to be as good as it can be. Um, mm-hmm. If I take a look at most games, like l- let me let me pull um, Ghost of Tsushima for an example. I know I know we're talking Xbox games here, but Ghost of Tsushima is one of my favorite games. Um, it's also one of the most polished games, and a lot of that has to do with the time invested plus the single player nature of the games. Um, unfortunately, the way that Sea of Thieves was designed they have really had to do things to this game that not many other companies are willing to try. Sure. And because of that, I recognize that there are a lot of technical challenges that come with this game. And Mm -hmm. because of the, the broad scope, like Xbox has Xbox play anywhere. And Mm -hmm. while that is amazing, not too many games uh take that and actually use it there's there's not too many games that you can buy once and use across any platform that that xbox is doing you can pick up just about anything on game pass and download it but if you own a game uh not too many are play anywhere this is also uh something that runs into trouble when you are dealing with region free games um, there's a reason why games have different regions, and a lot of that deals with latency. So when you can have multiple people from anywhere across the world join your crew, you're dealing with a lot of latency on that. And that coupled with the the sheer design of the game, something you know, and 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 this is something that if anyone has talked to to folks about it, they they could quickly realize we are moving things on moving things on a bodies of water mm-hmm. and yep. you're always going to have math involved with that. Math always has to calculate everything. That's why the cannons on islands and the volcanoes are all algorithms that before you even see the cannon fire, that mm-hmm. cannon has already determined whether or not it's going to hit your ship, whether mm-hmm. you want to believe it or not. So when it comes to hit reg, um, People jumping around and and yep. unfortunately, the way that the Azure system uh, or server system is designed, um, it doesn't complement well compared to peer to peer server connections the way that other games can tackle. And when this game was made, there was unfortunately a really big update for server stability that was pushed out uh, to Unreal Engine and that patch did not make it to sea of thieves um from what i've heard from some of some of the people that are close to the to the matter they've been able to patch that update in but they had to do it manually um and it wasn't something because they already had the 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 engine locked in the version when they were working on athena uh so I, when it comes to things like hit registration, when it comes to things like barrel bugs, uh, things like that, I I try to really just kind of accept that this game, as much as I love it, as much as I've been covering it, will always be on the border of a triple A to double A game. Yep. And I can't, I can't call it as much of a masterpiece as something like Ratchet and Clank or sure. Ghost of Tsushima, or Last of Us. Right. Right. Uh, and, and I, and I at, the, at some point, I have to accept that, you know, just like with World of Warcraft, it's only going to look as good as it can look. And that's just Correct. because of how the game was developed at the time. They've done a lot to improve the visuals, just like with Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. They've done a lot to add to the game. But every time something gets changed in Sea of Thieves, they are editing the actual game. They, they don't fork their development the way other studios can. Other studios will have their main code line, and that code line is the live game. Uh, and then they will take a, a copy of that, and they will fork it off, and they will develop onto that fork. And then they will test on that fork and allow it to be tested on. And then that code will then integrate into the live build once it's ready to ship. Right. Whereas with sea of thieves they develop the code and anything that gets changed is turned on or turned off whether you're playing on insiders or live so a lot of the bugs that you run into from insiders will carry over with updates uh if they're not caught into the live mode because they they haven't they don't have a separate build so if something gets screwed up in live it takes an entire development cycle which is somewhere between two to three weeks for them to work on a bug and then test it to make sure it doesn't break something else. And inevitably, right. because of the way this game was designed, it will most likely break something else. Um yep. so it always feels like a give and take. And, and as much as I hate to say it, that's just the truth of the matter. This game is great, but it is not a masterpiece. And
1: and and the the for example, I I've stopped calling it hit right? We know it's hit I've I've because we are dealing with pirates and the golden native piracy. The weapons that we are using are in the time not accurate. And so I always change the term to historical weapon accuracy now. I think it sounds better because I'm a historian and I think it sounds better. And one of my ideas was just remove the hit marker and then hey it's fixed, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Um I guess I guess for me on on this on this topic specifically is the barrel bug has been fixed before. And then it breaks. As you mentioned, that can happen. Um, you know, X-bucketing. For a long time, uh, you know, Xbox users couldn't do that. So it was considered an exploit, but it's still there. X-bucketing, X-weaponing, X-shoveling, all that fun stuff.
0: A, lo- a lot of that um, stuff can be done. In fact, most, it, you, most right. of the people can be, can like, there's there's not too much that I've seen a, a PC player do that an Xbox player yep. can't do. 100%.
1: Especially with the new hardware and, and everything that we see with Xbox, there's not a whole lot difference. Um, and even in, in what can be done.
0: Yeah, even with double digging, uh, that was something yeah. that was that was learned at the beginning of the game. We we learned to action or to to right. animation cancel on console. Yep. Uh, right. A long time, but I, I see where you're going with it.
1: And then the last one is um, I'm a, I'm a Steam player, right? I have it. I have Game Pass. Right. I, I very much support Game Pass because I think it's it's one of the greatest things that Xbox has done, um, kind of bringing the PC players and Xbox players and allowing you to play these wonderful titles without spending an exorbitant amount of money, especially like you and me who like to play different games. Uh, you play a lot more games than I do. But um, you know, being able to pay a monthly payment, uh, a service basically, a service fee, and having access to all these wonderful games is, is great. So I I keep that subscribed, but I do play the Steam version. I paid for it on Steam. Um, I don't want to talk about how much money I put into Sea of Thieves because I own everything that has ever been released to the Emporium since I started playing, so let's not talk about the financial part, but I definitely support this this game financially. But on a Steam player side, when this game first launched, if you alt-tabbed, and a lot of people um, have two monitors, a lot of streamers have one PC, and they're playing on the Steam version, and when they Alt Tab, their game freezes. Um, and then when they Alt Tab back in, it freezes. And that was resolved for about two months, and now it's back. And so that that's kind of my sticking point on big announcements of content when these bugs and exploits, which have been some haven't been resolved, some can't be resolved. Hit registration for one, but things that have gotten fixed then break very soon after. And you explained brilliantly why that is. But whenever I see a big content patch, no matter how amazing it is, I just feel like we're putting so much emphasis on new pretty things, but a new player, and we're going to see a lot of them, are going to get very discouraged playing and experiencing these things and just being like, man, I like the Jack Sparrow thing. I like the Disney thing. I like sailing around with my friends, but I oh I I hate freezing. Or oh, I hate that I can't pull something out of the barrel quick enough. Or oh, they got on my ship and they know exactly where I'm going to spawn and I can't stop it. Like mm-hmm. that 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 could be a very frustrating experience for a new player. Um and and that to me is something that though I love what is about to happen. That for me is more important than getting new story because yeah. that shores up your foundation to ensure the new players that come in to experience this wonderful world that we all love stay. And that's what we want. We want players to stay.
0: So let me, let me turn the question on its head and not I like to, like <laughs> I do uh, not to excuse what your concerns are because I don't I don't want to do that. I want those bugs to get fixed and I do recognize that there is a disparity between the Steam client and the Windows 10 client. Uh I'm curious how would you feel if these bugs were fixed but you had to purchase each content update? I'm fine with it. Okay.
1: And and let me let me explain. Now not everyone would be, right? Not everyone would be. And let me explain why. I'm a subscriber to world of warcraft right i play that game a lot i um one of the very first games in my favorite game of all time everquest came out in 1999 Mm -hmm. i still have an active sub to that game i've pretty much been a constant subscriber to that game since 1999 even though i barely play it anymore i am loyal to the games that i love and I will make sure that I financially help those folks who are making that game amazing. Mm-hmm. And Sea of Thieves doesn't have a monthly subscription. What I can do to support them is when it came out on Steam, even though I didn't have to, I bought it. When the new cosmetics come out, I I have a very... You've sailed with me. Yeah, uh, My pirate has not changed his look in a very long time, except for the boots in Season 1 that I was very excited about. Um, but I will buy the Lunar Festival stuff, the Frozen stuff. I will buy it all, even though I'll never use it. Why? Because I know my money is directly funding the game that I love. So if if Sea of Thieves changed around and said we can no longer offer free updates and you're going to have to pay for a yearly DLC or a yearly subscription or a monthly subscription, I would be more than happy to pay for it because it's the game that I love and I will do it um some people won't and and i get that but i would do it because that that is who i am
0: i'm very curious uh how because i i feel like this is something that always kind of gets forgotten in the mix of it see of has been around for so many years that whenever there's an update we generally just assume that that is going to be free uh mm-hmm. and and i always wonder if there will ever come a time where that won't be a a, a possibility for us anymore where content will be uh, locked behind season passes. Destiny 2 does this. Um, You have to pay for expansions. You also have to pay for the season pass. And content is locked behind the season pass even if you buy the expansion. And I I worry that... I don't think this will happen necessarily because uh, Microsoft is publishing the game and as I've understood it, they've been very happy with the progress that CFU's has done. But... Mm -hmm given that Everwild is on the horizon, yep, I, am, yep. I will not be surprised if there is a second game supporting the studio that things will need to adjust with how we interact with Sea of Thieves. And if that means yep. that people drop off, that may open the opportunity for a Sea of Thieves 2. Um, Correct. Things like that are always in my mind, but I, 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 I want to reemphasize that the the bugs that you're seeing Uh, should be fixed but i i can't help but accept that those bugs are different bugs than i dealt with when the game first came out and i survived through those and those bugs were fixed and the game is better for it so given the track history with i would say like historical weapon accuracy aside (laughs) I think that the game will eventually get to the point where those bugs are not as much of an issue as content being rolled out at a smooth cadence. I think content rolling out at a smooth cadence has been always the priority for that team and mm-hmm. bugs will always come uh, second to that because it just depends on how critical those bugs are. If those bugs are absolutely breaking the game, then they will get fixed first if it's a graphical glitch where it looks like you're holding a chest but you're not holding anything and your spyglass is on your your dinghy then (laughs) if you show that in front of joe need on a weekly stream chances are that bug's going to get fixed so it's it's hard for me to feel the weight of those concerns because i generally trust that the that the studio will get to them when they have given us enough to keep our mind off of it.
1: Right. Right. Now, one of the reasons, and and I'm glad we're having this talk today, um, because, um, I, I, I made a tweet today. I was watching one of my favorite sea of thieves partners, a uh, shockwave. I don't know if you have an opportunity to watch him, but, mm-hmm. um, he is a streamer that everything he does goes to charity, which I, I love charity. I, I do a lot of charity and, uh, and so I, I like to watch and su- support his content, and he is very outspoken about issues in the game. He is a solo slooper, probably I would say the best solo slooper, yeah. on the season, D- hands down. Yeah, he is amazing.
0: I don't. What I, he does. I I rarely see anyone that can handle the yeah. stuff that he does. Correct.
1: And today, um, and and here's the th- here's the kicker. Um, he gets very frustrated when he experiences one of these exploits or 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 bugs because obviously as a solo slooper, it is a challenge when you're taking on a galleon or even a, a sloop with two people or a brig. You are outnumbered, which means you have to be on your game. So in order to perform, you have to make sure the game around you is performing properly. And it just so happens, obviously he's a partner. It just so happens that today, he experienced not only the weapon animation cancel, which caused him a lot of trouble, um, but he also experienced players being able to identify through the spawn exploit exactly where on the ship he is going to spawn as he walks through the gate. He had three players around him. He was instantly dead um, with no chance of retaliation. And what they did was they repaired his ship and proceeded to spawn camp him for a while. Now, spawn camping can obviously be counteracted by scuttling your ship and coming back. But he, you could tell he was very frustrated because the players he was fighting were not at his skill and he could easily beat them. It just he got into a situation where then the game was against him. And for me, seeing YouTube videos from Rare's partners, seeing Twitch streams of Rare's partners who are not only showing how to get around some of these exploits, but showing how bad they are. It is very bad coverage. Um for, for rare and for sea of thieves where their own partners are showing the frustration and these exploits. And obviously they love the game, right? They're partners for a reason. They're playing the game daily for a reason, but on the grand, large scale of Twitch and YouTube, your, your britches are down, right? They're showing you the dirty side of your game in bright lights. And. Uh, it hurt to see, because like I said, Shockwave, as you agree, is amazing. And it hurt to see me watching him so frustrated because the game was then against him. And it didn't matter how good he was. He could not beat the problems of the game.
0: Yeah. It's it's a tough bug. It's a tough thing yeah. To, yeah. to cope with. And there's not really a good answer except to continue to say, hey, you know, right. devs when when this launches can can we get back to the whole spawn camp thing cuz that was that was something that was recognized back in May when they did their uh CfE's podcast episode they yep. they addressed yep. that they understand that this is a an issue and thankfully the the partners have a discord where they can bring these topics directly to rare so they they should be aware of of what they're actually dealing with and looking for a fix for it at this point though it comes back to resources and time
1: yeah
0: how much how much do they have to be able to fix these bugs and test them especially at the moment right now unfortunately is just such a bad time for these bugs to be an issue because they are not sharing any of the current content in insiders um for reasons and and big reasons for big reasons for obvious reasons. reasons and I, I, I you know, I risk breaching NDA for that, but that's to, to bring a point to this, I think once this content comes out and they can get back to their their regular cadence of testing things on insiders and we have a broader scope of people playing on insiders, chances are we will have a, an opportunity for these kind of things to be addressed and tested. and it comes back to that to that thing of, this sucks. I don't deal with it. of the time I'm out on the seas, Me neither. but there is a large portion of the streaming community who run into it on a regular basis because they're playing at peak times. They're playing for large long sessions and they're constantly interacting with people on ships and stuff. They're constantly going into fights. Most people that go around do vaults probably don't run into the spawn camp issue. People that are running around fighting ghost fleets, uh, Or or digging up chests or or taking down regular forts probably aren't running into the spawn camp issue if they lose they probably lose pretty quickly because they're going to their ship's going to sink and and they probably aren't running into this so when i think of the the people that are joining sea of thieves for this content most of those will probably never run into the the deep rooted issues that that the hardcore are running into and voicing about and you see this with other games too. This is nothing new. This is no, you. You talk no, to any no. streamer that does Apex Legends, they'll tell oh you what games God. are what what guns well are broken gone, yeah. and what the yeah. what the meta is. You talk to anyone in Call of Duty, they'll tell you footsteps uh-huh. are broken. There's there's no way to play that game mm-hmm. because footsteps are broken. So it's yep. not it's not something that's new. Which is why I try yeah. to kind of look at it like where do I want to focus content? Do I want content to be something that is focusing on the things that every game deals with? Or do I want to focus on things that are going to excite people for what's coming? And that's kind of why I try to drive a lot of my my efforts to informing people about the lore and trying to bring community members in. Because I think that the passion that the community members bring to the table is something that is is good for the devs to hear. Because I know the devs listen. They listen to just about Mm -hmm. everything. They watch just about everything. I'm sorry that they listened to my show. (laughs) Don't be.
1: No joke. I swear. Sometimes I get on the seas and I have the worst luck with like krakens and everything else. I'm like, Joe Neatla listened to my last episode and he is not happy with what I said. And so I've got Karen coming (laughs) after me every single time I turn around. I'm sorry, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Trust I me,
0: I, I, I was sailing the other day and I genuinely had, uh, I was I jumped onto a onto a sloop with my buddy and we were a reaper and we were going to go take down a galleon that was also a reaper and then the reaper allianced with us and then us and that other uh, reaper went to go hunt down this other reaper that was also a sloop and we chased them for a long time and all I wanted was a flag. I just wanted one more flag for the stupid event so I could get the title that I'm not going to put on. I, I didn't get that done. Yeah, I never got that done. So <laughs> the funny thing was, is we chased this sloop around for so long. The funny thing, this galleon that allied with us after we were going to sink them and then decided, man, forget it. know we're not going to worry about them. We'll we'll go after the sloop. They sunk to a kraken. <laughs> and me and my buddy are just like, did they just, where did they go? And I'm like, they're <laughs> over, at, they're over at Glowstone K. What are they doing there? I think they sang to the Kraken. Are you serious?
2: Yeah. I think they,
0: let's go get their flag. And so we went and grabbed their flag. They dropped the Alliance, left the server. And then we went over to the Reapers and we sold the flag. So it it could happen to anyone. So don't take it personally because I see it and I don't believe it. And I'm like, man, there's a, there's a lot of people playing this game. There's not too many pirate legends, but. Even even some of the bigger ships can get taken down by the weirdest things.
1: Do you ever feel bad, or do you? So obviously, in the Last D of These podcast, Joni mentioned, without giving out details, the shrouded ghost kills per day. Right? He kind of hinted at it. Right? Kind of mm-hmm. lulled about it a little bit. Did that make you s- s- like stop for a second and say, okay, when I cross swords with the skeleton captain that was based off Joni? should I leave this thing alive or let it kill me? Because obviously Joe is paying attention to the numbers of who's (laughs) killing what. And I don't want to make Joe mad. I, I, does that creep into your mind now a little bit?
0: I rarely ever come across joe neat's skeleton anymore three sheets neat right yeah it's three sheets neat i rarely ever run across time but i will i will uh anytime i get a pirate legend voyage that's the three Mm -hmm. three treasured uh treasured bounty of three sheets neat i'll always i'll always put that down on the table whenever i can because i i just want to i want to earn my athena miles off of his voyage just watching i'm telling you he's watching
1: he knows every buyer has killed him in this game He knows. He knows. (laughs) So, to, to take us back to, to what we're actually talking about here, um, I want to take you on a little time travel here. Okay.
0: okay. Sounds fun.
1: 2019, that date is important now. That year is important now because we are now aware that in 2019 is when the talks began between our beloved lore creator, Mr. Chapman, and Mickey Mouse. We know. But that is when that started happening. But I want to take you back to E3 2019. And mm-hmm. the reason I want to take you back to E3 2019 is because recently what happened at E3 2019 closed. That door closed. And now we've got a new door that opened for us players. <clears throat> In 2019, the pictures all over Sea of Thieves website and the announcement was Sea of Thieves. The arena, that was 2019 E3. That was a big announcement for the game. Now we have another one. Obviously, the arena door is still, it's kind of cracked, but kind of closed. But now we have this new door opening. The difference between the arena and now Mickey Mouse is Mickey Mouse. And that brings me to my second concern that I want to talk to you about before we get into the positivity part of this. Mm-hmm. Square Enix has one of the most successful IPs when they teamed up with Disney. Kingdom Hearts. But the history, which I'm sure you are at least somewhat aware of, was not a smooth sailing, pun intended, history with Disney. Disney. Because the original picture that Square Enix had, and Square Enix is an amazing studio that has given us some of the best titles in Final Fantasy in gaming. They know how to create a game. They know how to create a story. They know how to make a full boxed and bowed game. Mm. When they first, and I did a lot of research about this because I was curious about the relations. Um, between Disney and other game companies, because Disney hasn't exactly had the most success with their own game studio, right? It, it shut down, they closed it down. So they've kind of put their tentacles out there and glatched on with their IPs to other games in order to be in that industry. Smart business decision. When Square Enix first approached Disney about this, do you know who the main character of Kingdom Hearts was supposed to be?
0: Yes, it was intended to be Mickey with a chainsaw, if I recall you talking Mickey about that. Mickey with a
1: chainsaw! And now we have Sora with a Keyblade. Now, the Keyblade is now iconic in anime and in gaming. Sora is obviously iconic. How many times is Mickey Mouse shown in Kingdom Hearts?
0: I believe you said it was one time.
1: we oh, See, you did listen and take notes. Mm-hmm. One time.
0: I don't even have my... I don't even have my notes ending with me.
1: <laughs> he was so, shown in an ending cut scene at the end of a boss. Uh, and it wasn't Mickey Mouse. It was his silhouette. Okay. Yeah. Um, because Disney is very protective of their characters as they should be. And they're very protective of their brand. So my second concern is we have this beautiful world that rare has created. There's no question there. Amazing stories. They're so shrouded in mystery that we have a wonderful person, Captain Falcor, that makes his living off of speculation on these wonderful stories. And now we have the mouse who has proven time and time again, that they're a little bit heavy handed in Mm -hmm. gauging and guiding where a game goes once their characters are introduced. So my concern with this is, and we'll see obviously on the 22nd and, and again, Just for everyone listening, this is being recorded on Saturday, June 19th. Tomorrow, June 20th, will be when we have a deep dive with Disney and Rare, and we'll get some more information, which I'm very much looking forward to hearing that. But we are not aware of that information as of right now until, obviously, tomorrow. But we'll never see the fine print. So my concern is twofold. One, is this... Pirates of the Caribbean thing going to be its own siloed thing or is it really going to truly flow into the general Sea of Thieves and the second concern to that is will we continue having this wonderful creative Sea of Thieves lore or will Disney say hey remember us we gave you Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones You need to listen to us. We want it to be more Pirates of the Caribbean-focused. Forget your Flameheart. Forget your Wanda. Forget your Stitcher Jim and your Duke. We need to start talking more about Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones and Salazar Slytherin. right? Mm -hmm. So that's my second concern. And I know Mike Chapman, love Mike Chapman, spoke to this, and he said that we wanted to make sure that it tied together. But, and this is another reservation that I have about sometimes some of the announcements Steve Thieves has, they also said when they went to the season model that they were going to have one big content patch that lasted three months and two quality of life bug fit updates during the season. We see the content update. It doesn't last three months, at least for season one and season two. And we have not seen the quality of life updates that they promised us in, in this two months. So we've had two seasons under our belts that, in my mind, broke their original promise. And now we've got Mike making another promise that this will be a complete mesh together of the two worlds to honor both. And I, I honestly have my reservations that that's actually going to happen, and Disney's not going to heavy hand in this. So I would like to know your thoughts around that concern.
0: Well, you, you threw a lot at me, so let me try and address. I, I, know. I did. I did. <laughs> uh, let me try and address this as best I can, um, and try and pull in some outside source information to to try and support this. Um, mm-hmm. To to kind of address. Uh, first off, I, I did want to clarify a little bit for folks. Um, e 3 2019 was uh, Arena, but it was also um, Tall Tales. Uh, Arena yes. was actually yes. Yes, it was. delayed uh yeah. to coincide with tall tales um yeah. they they right. originally planned on having what was what was originally going to be the shrouded spoils update mm-hmm. um was going to be tall tales and uh they were going to have arena afterwards and then they took more time with the tall Tales, so
1: but going to see if thieves website up and they got arena pictures all over their article
0: from E3 2019
1: that's why I yeah. pulled that from <laughs> yeah but yeah i know there was a bigger story around that yeah.
0: yeah so and um so that was when when talks began and i think a lot of that is because they had a now they now had uh tall tales which was a yeah a an interesting way to craft a story in a game that mm-hmm. was open world with pvp yes um they
1: did it very well,
0: by yeah. the way. So very well. When when those talks got brought in, it it to me uh said that this was now the thing that they could bring to the table to Disney and say, Hey, we love Pirates of the Caribbean. A lot of the a lot of the community loves Pirates of the Caribbean, and it it feels like it would be a natural fit for Pirates of the Caribbean to be in Sea of Thieves. It feels like those, a lot of the things that are, are in Sea of are indirect references to a lot of things in Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Um, so when I see Pirates of the Caribbean, which is a waning property right now, if, if you ask anyone about Disney's properties, everyone will say that the Pirates of the Caribbean movies has lost value uh, at the more movies that they have done. Um, yes. So when I think of Pirates of the Caribbean, I think of it as a double A IP at the moment. If I was to say what a triple A IP would be, uh, would be Marvel, would be their triple A stuff. Uh, Star Wars is is kind of on that border, but Pirates is definitely yes. something that has no, waned. And
1: I had to think about that for a minute, but I, I am in agreement with you on that.
0: Yes. So when I, when I think about Pirates of the Caribbean, um, they're in a interesting place right now because they don't have the prowess of the first film and they aren't coming off of the first film so when they made pirates of the caribbean mmo it made sense for them to make their own game and it made sense for those ips to be brought into kingdom hearts uh, because they they wanted to keep that that pirates of the caribbean ip fresh in people's minds um when I look at Sea of Thieves and I see, and I mentioned this earlier that I th- I see it as a, tr- a double a game, just due to the nature of how it's designed, not necessarily the quality of the content, uh, but how it's balanced with its bugs. I see the pairing of two double a IPs. And this was something that was, was kind of clued into me by one of my friends. So, um, he he brought this up and, and we were talking about it and it kind of made sense. But one of the things that, that you're concerned about is will Disney take over, right?
1: Yes. So, well, and I, so I don't think based on their history of, of their failed game studio um and, and, you know, and then them kind of like, I don't want to call them leeches because they're not leeches. You know, Kingdom Hearts did very well. They've, they've, they've had a, the Pirates of the Caribbean MMO, from what I understand, did, did very well. But they're tentacles that Disney likes to get out there through the different brands, ESPN and all that stuff. When Disney starts to get in there, things start to change. And sometimes I don't necessarily think it's for the better. Mm -hmm. It's kind of what I'm getting at, you know, and and maybe it won't. But that's just a reservation I have based on the history of when Disney gets their tentacles in there.
0: So I I want to bring up Kingdom Hearts. I also want to bring up Star Wars because that is a a beloved IP that has been locked to Mm -hmm. a specific publisher for a very long time. And that publisher has had varying degrees of success with the IP, but also a lot of content shut down uh, when it didn't. Yeah, right. Um, unfortunately there has been a dynamic shift in the leadership with disney and gaming and licensing ip and we've seen this recently with them reopening lucas arts uh they're they're putting out uh the the ability for studios um like i think it's machine games that is uh, they're going to be working on a indiana jones ip
2: Mm -hmm.
0: um and i wanted to call uh this article that I brought up, SiriusGaming.com has an article. Uh, they talk about how um, Disney saw what Massive uh, was doing, Ubisoft Massive, with Avatar. Mm-hmm. Yep. And because the first meeting that, uh, and this is quote unquote, that first meeting we had with Massive around the Avatar game uh, after we acquired Fox was really a jumping off point for the Star Wars game as a Shopta in an in interview with IGN. There was such an alignment and such creative passion around the Star Wars IP from that team that it just felt like a natural evolution to the relationship and really led to the Star Wars game we announced not too long ago. Mm-hmm. That's the first first reference I want to bring in. This is with Massive. Ubisoft, completely different IP, completely different jumping off point. Yep. Bringing up the Vanity exclusive article that was uh, Alex Stedman's writing, um, he talks about how... With uh, Priori, Neat, and Chapman, the trio says that it was very quickly became clear how the two properties, Sea of Thieves and Pirates of the Caribbean, would be a natural fit. And Priori mm-hmm. remembers that Chapman was a walking encyclopedia of Pirates of the Caribbean knowledge, mm-hmm. coming to the table with an, an idea that would tie together the worlds of both IPs. Mm-hmm. So when I see the concerns about the mouse kind of taking over, and then I take a look at what has been going on with the industry as a whole. When it comes mm-hmm. to Disney, it is clear that whoever's in charge of their gaming I- or licenses for IP, mm-hmm. they're very open to companies taking their IP and building something because they recognize that they can't do that that kind of development and support right. on their own. Right. So, with that in mind, when Mike Chapman. The person who's crafted the world that we're in and had right. teams bring it to us says that it was his idea based on the person who is tr- in charge at, uh, of that meeting at Disney says that Chapman was a w- walking encyclopedia of Pirates of the Caribbean knowledge coming to the table with an idea that would tie together the worlds of both IPs, quote unquote. That tells me that this was something that Rare was chasing after. And that Agreed. if, if Disney was to do this, I think they would have to get past Microsoft first. Yep. So yep. I don't worry too much about whether or not Disney is going to have a heavy handed influence in what happens. It seems like they trust Jack Sparrow, Davy Jones, the ships for, for sell, for license yep. and for continued usage, which then yep. brings me to your other question, which, which is, is this going to be a siloed side experience to the game versus something that's integrated with the actual lore. And that's something that I think has already been addressed with the uh ferryman and Davy Jones. Yep. Um Davy yep. Jones very much the the person who is committing souls to death and right. serving on the crew. He's all about making people dead and making sure they stay dead. The ferryman Quite the opposite. Very much keeping people alive and sending people back to the Sea of Thieves to have fun. Right.
1: And doing those... the job, the ferryman, well, the ferryman's job has always been to ferry
0: souls. Our mm-hmm. ferryman, the Sea of Thieves ferryman,
1: doing a much better job than Tentacle Face.
0: Yeah. One is one is <laughs> damned eternity. The other is, it's not your time. Go have some more fun.
1: Go have some more fun. Get
0: back so when I see those two butting heads, I, I see this is where the IPs come into conflict because now you have a, a bout for power. Who's going to yep. win against who? And it's clear based on the gameplay trailer that we got that the Mer Queen, mm. who I'm calling—I I have no clue what their name is—but the Mer. That's Mur- what I
1: called her too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I called her too.
0: Yeah. So she's kind of reference her as the Mer Queen for folks. Yep. Um, she's working with uh, Davy Jones to try and stomp the ferryman um, because I think the problem right now is is that the Merqueen is in this uh for sunken for or this sunken city and they're kind of she's kind of ticked off about what's going on with sea of thieves it's clear to her that she's not happy with the pirates that are encompassing why else would she what? raise these giant mermaid statues that we've been destroying for years I'm at this say- point
1: Duke's been having us destroy these things. Of course she's not happy.
0: Yeah. So she's not too happy with Wait, the pirates being there. Hold on, hold
1: on there. let me see if I can do the quote right. Hold on, hold on. <clears throat> Deal with your sins. Did, did I did I get the quote right? <laughs> think, think on your sins. I was, I, think on your sins. I was losing my
0: mind on your episode. Think on your sins. I was
1: losing my mind.
0: Every time. And no one ever Every questioned. Time. No one ever questioned Duke no one except questioned.
1: me. Because it was... It was it's the pirate's life. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. unintended. Intended. I, we get, I
1: a, we get a pretty gym that we can sell and get faction and get closer to pirate legend and get money to get cosmetics. Of course, we're going to blow up these statues and take the pretty thing.
0: Yeah. Take what you can give nothing back. And as much as I appreciate that, no one ever thinks about the consequences.
1: That's right. Well, a pirate's not going to think about the consequences, right? Right. No, it's about freedom.
0: We spent, about freedom. we spent our coin. We, we, uh, you know, it's, it's the classic pirate tale. So obviously the queen is upset with us and I, and I can't be surprised, but I can definitely see why she is siding with Davy Jones, who is trying to get rid of us from being able to come back from the ferry and send us back to eternal damnation. So when I see Jack Sparrow, who is always hunting for a way to become immortal, Right. coming across the ferryman and saying like, oh, well, the ferryman sends us back all the time. Like we, we never actually die. We just go through the door and we pop back up in the thieves. He's like, oh, well, that yeah, sounds fun. It. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's, um, that's where I see that, that blend of yeah. that IP, which is why and, I'm not too concerned of it. Um,
1: and I was happy to see, you mentioned the gameplay trailer. I was happy to see one thing that helped at least quell some of those concerns. And that was the fact that we saw a Davy Jones cloud in Mm -hmm. the sky briefly. It was very brief. And as we know, a sea of thieves, we like clouds clouds mean world events. So seeing a Davy Jones cloud in the sky tells me that at least something in this crossover is going to be a and i'm going to put it in air quotes that no one can see permanent addition to our adventure world yeah
0: the world to me, and I continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you. With that, pirates, let's get back to the show. Because, Can I, again?
1: That's the only time we see clouds.
0: I I have a theory. Um okay. I have no inside information, but I have a theory.
1: You've got you've got a direct line to Joni. Don't lie, don't lie. I don't, do. You you. He doesn't talk, talk to me. Daddy Joe. He doesn't at least talk to three me. Times a week. Never. He doesn't talk talk to me. He he goes to me. He sends me to voicemail. Okay.
0: He does. He sends me to voicemail. (laughs) I still send him love letters. It's an unrequited love. I I accept that. Uh, Chapman and Chapman and I at least have a, have a a rapport, but I I have to really, I have to, I have to hit the right button for me to get the response (laughs) from, from Chapman as much as I love him. I got to, I got to catch him at the right time. Uh, But the thing that I wanted to, to kind of, I wanted to toss this idea out there because I don't have insider knowledge. I'm excited to find out what we hear tomorrow about the, the, the pairing of the two IPs with Disney, how that all went down. When the game actually comes out, I have a feeling that half of the Tall Tales will be on separate servers that are the Sea of the Damned. The other half okay. is going to be an adventure. And okay. the thing that leads me to that is we've had Duke wandering around to different places um mm-hmm. and two of those places are now two places that are near areas uh that have not been developed and that's mermaid's hideaway in old salts atoll uh mermaid's hideaway he was playing around with that little hole in the in the ground that was uh where there was a couple mermaid statues
1: yeah the ancient ones the <laughs> ones that don't look as defined I, I guess I will say
0: yeah and Old Salt's atoll, where he seems to be gazing out, kind of in a south-southwesterly direction, which is very odd because there's nothing out that way, except the Shroud the Maiden Voyage Island. Is right? I I would venture that the Maiden Voyage is more south of Thieves Haven, which is
1: that's fair. It's dir- it's almost directly south of Thieves Haven because when you're exiting the Maiden Voyage, you see Thieves Haven on the horizon.
0: Yep. But there's a, a a good a good amount of area that used to be used for the uh, cursed sales event that's no longer being used for that uh, over in that that southwestern section of the map and a good portion of it, if you look on the map, is shrouded. Uh, so right. you, There's nothing developed there. I have a feeling, and I have no proof, that that area will be revealed and the giant. Citadel of rock that we saw with Mm -hmm. Davy Jones' head cloud above it, with the giant mermaid statues that come Mm -hmm. that have this big, big red uh, bubble around it. I have a feeling that that is where we will encounter that event. Okay. And that the coraled underground sections Mm -hmm. will be where Mermaid's Hideaway is, that we'll actually get there through Mermaid's Hideaway. That would make sense that is where that slippery slide that Sparrow and one of the crewmates uh, fell into when they right. popped out of the, the mouth of that, that face, the, the crying chest face. Mm-hmm. And that a lot of yeah. that, a lot of that underground area is being developed under the seafloor uh, leading South towards where that shrouded area is. Cause there's nothing that you can build out to the West, but there's right. plenty of space that's built out South of that map that you can build down into.
1: And if, if we are to understand that sea of thieves and pirates of the Caribbean are now in the same universe. Yeah. We can only imagine. Falcor brought this up in one of his videos. We can only imagine that what is outside the shroud is the pirates of the Caribbean world, which is technically our world. Yeah. Just with some magic. Right. Because I mean, Chapman has said multiple times that sea of thieves exists in our world in the golden age of piracy down there, Caribbean area, mm-hmm. it's just in the shroud. So you can't see it. You can't find it, right? Yeah. And if you're doing what I'm doing and listening to the audio book, which is absolutely outstanding, the first chapter talks about Ramsey and his crew going through the devil's shroud, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so I, what you're telling me and what we can anticipate or what we can speculate um, makes sense. If it, if it is beyond the shroud where we go, not the shores of gold shroud, right? A different shroud where we're kind of getting outside of the Sea of Thieves into that Pirates of the Caribbean world. Makes sense. <clears throat> Makes one, sense to me.
0: One thing that I do want to bring into that is lore-driven that ties to that gameplay trailer that I don't I don't think I've heard anyone talk about. So this this may be something that's kind of coming fresh to, to, to the mind. Uh in the book, uh, a tales or tales of the sea of thieves where it talks Mm -hmm. about captain flameheart jr and Mm -hmm. his voyage to the sea of thieves um we know that he was the captain of the silver blade correct we know that he picked up a chest that was able to summon the kraken correct we now have seen the silver blade in that gameplay trailer that has the four chains uh holding it up and we we now know that the uh based on the we're holding
1: it down or holding it down
0: the which one are you referring to because the one that was chained down that's Jack's ship
1: so I'm referring to the um, the ship with the, when the Kraken comes out of the wall yes right with the four chains yes I mean it could be holding it up off the sea floor but it could also and again that would make sense based on where the chains are going but we don't know these could be magical chains that could also be holding that ship down underwater right so it it can't rise back up right
0: possible uh if if people are looking at the trailer and they're seeing the ship that the pirates are swimming to that has anchors uh and the Mm -hmm. ship is underwater but it's actually Mm -hmm. uh down on the on the bottom floor i don't believe that's the silver blade i believe that's the black pearl
1: see but the figurehead doesn't match and the overall ship design didn't match to me because I thought the same thing as you. And I re looked at it a couple times. And if it is the black Pearl, I-, I hope we get to see a little bit more of it because just from that angle, it didn't resemble the pl- Pearl to me.
0: The thing that I'll point you to is, uh, on the foremast, there is a okay. platform that is roughly rectangular. That platform okay. is accurate to the black Pearl. Okay. And yeah. that is not something that is present on any of our ships. Which the Silver Blade, if you base it off of the Insider's ship, which right, let's which, let's take out the fact that the that the video that we saw of, of the gameplay trailer with the four chains suspending the galleon for the Kraken fight did not look mm-hmm. anything like the the actual Silver Blade. It did not. It did not. Um, but it had the it had the actual um, nameplate for the Silver Blade. Uh, right. So. The the I'm, I'm fairly certain now, bear in mind that the silver blade figurehead is a woman holding a, a, a flying dove out. That is something that's been in the art b- books. Uh, that's something that we've had established that is very akin to the black pearl figurehead, which is a, a woman holding that's a correct. sparrow. So they yes. do look very similar. But right. I'm I am willing to put money down to say that the black pearl is the one that is anchored down uh okay. unable to rise and that the one that is in the kraken fight is the silver blade well it is for sure the silver blade but i believe that we are going to be fighting the kraken because of the chest that is still in the silver blade
1: mm-hmm.
0: that was that sank out in the shores of plenty we don't know where it mm-hmm. sank but right. i I know that it sank out there because of that uh chest and that that chest is how we will summon that Kraken boss and that the Kraken boss is not Old Mother. Old Mother is confirmed dead from the uh, merfolk that chained it to Kraken's fall and then those chains were subsequently used to craft the keys and chests that we use in in Sea of Thieves. What is dead may never die. For all you Game of Thrones
1: fans out there. (laughs)
0: I would be very surprised if they resurrected the the Kraken um
1: yeah I don't think I don't think mommy's coming i I, I don't in any way shape or form
0: Mm-mm. no uh, the the, the sheer size of what the old mother was to be right yeah doesn't doesn't coincide with the size of the the Kraken that we saw right um
1: now of course I speculated that maybe Davy Jones controls mother and that's what we're gonna see in the classic you know, uh, capstan bang in the ripple that, oh, Mother comes out or whatever. Mm -hmm. I speculated that, but I I think you're right. Like, the sheer size of Mother would be ridiculous.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I I would be be very curious. I would love to see what the old Mother looks like. I am very curious how that, uh, because we did see that that interaction, the classic Davy Jones summoning Mm -hmm. of the Kraken. I would love to see if that gets used in the fight. Um, I hope it does. And I'm I'm very so this <laughs> kudos to McMurtry. Uh, the cut of this trailer is so interesting because we see scenes where we are fighting ghost pirates on a fort, and that fort yep. has these banners that have an anchor uh, crest with the red and gold coloring and a crown above it. And it was pointed out today uh, after watching the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie in the in the Keelhaul Discord that. Um, the Grand Maritime Union uses a style of anchor for their emblem. And I kind of wonder if maybe this is tied to that or if it's something different, but I'm very curious if that part of that fight is done on the uh, rock structure that we see Davy Jones and the ghost ships, um, which I'm assuming would be former ships of the Grand Maritime Union that are sailing around because they do look a little more extravagant than our standard kind of piecemeal together galleons bigger they're bigger, mm-hmm.
1: they're bigger. They, yeah. they very much resemble and and again i know there's been a lot of people talk about new ships being added new ship size whatever um you you pointed out i pointed out the flying dutchman is bigger than our galleons
0: sure it, seems it, that it way bigger
1: it sure seems that way right it has more weaponry it looks longer and the ships that are the ghost ships that are sailing what appears to be with Davy Jones are different in style than the ships that Flameheart commands. Yep. They look different, and they look very much what a historical man of war would look like with the front scoop and and the, the, the larger weapon array. They look very much like what a, a man of war would have looked like back in the day. Again, in the podcast, they said they're not going to they don't have any anticipation of increasing ship size and and count and stuff like that, just because no. of how the servers perform. But that doesn't mean the NPCs
0: couldn't have the bigger ship. Agreed, and I and so. I think that's I think that this entire encounter, both with the giant mermaid statues, the ghost ships, and Davy Jones uh, above this this rock structure with Davy Jones' yep. cloud, I think this will be what you and I would refer to as a World of Warcraft raid.
1: I hope so. And I'm so excited for that. I have been... One of my biggest points that I I bring up time and time again is recycled content, right? And I know a lot of people that play Sea of Thieves mention it. And we've seen it. it. It may take different forms, but recycled content, even the Fort of Fortune, which I changed the name to Fort of Misfortune because in my mind, it wasn't anything new. It was a Ford event and an Ashen Winds event slapped together with better loot, right? So Mm -hmm. for me, it was just recycled content. But we see normal skeletons, gold skeletons, ghost skeletons. We see skeletal lords. We see Ashen lords. We see gray marrow. The bosses have this basically the same mechanics aside from the Ashen Winds event, which is slightly different. They have a couple different things. I want to see something new, right? Like I want something new and challenging. And some of the things that I saw in this, including what you mentioned, what appears to be a raid and the new creature types, which appear to have new weapons that we haven't seen, and maybe even armor. This excites me because that means the mechanics of the fights are going to be different than anything we've seen before. And in my opinion, sea of thieves needs that because we've seen the same four slice skeletons, burn the goldies, you know, Boss does a slam, a summon and can one-blunder you, right? We've seen the exact same mechanics over and over for the entire duration. Yeah. Are we finally going to see some new mechanics in the PvE encounters? And I think the answer is yes.
0: I I 100% say yes. I think it's great. I think this is exactly the the style of fights that I'm looking forward to. The thing that always that still interests me is in the gameplay trailer, uh, I don't know if this is scripted. I feel like a lot of the fight between the ferryman and the Dutchman is going to be scripted events. I okay. don't, I don't think that we're going to get AI uh, creatures abil- right. being able to board our ships. I think that that is purely. A- oh yeah, me too. I, I, want, I want that. It. <laughs> i i want it i want that that functionality there um because if they've if they've built the functionality for ai threats to border ship without using ladders that functionality may translate into a boarding axe which i right. very much think would be a lot of fun um
1: with my viking character yeah
0: so <laughs> those those are my those are my big dreams uh again total mm-hmm. speculation i have no proof but the uh the idea of that being a scripted event um, suggests that the fight between Jack and the the crab monster would also be a scripted event. And that the trailer uh, sort of betrays the idea that these crab creatures can grab your sword. Because right. that's kind right. of the thing that I was hoping for. I was hoping that I don't just continue to smack a crab thing uh-huh. with a sword and have it do no damage the way it works right. on a gold hoarder uh right. or a gold a gold skelly the gold metal heads yeah um yeah. but it, it 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 waits to be seen i've seen that the the crab monsters do like a a poison cloud effect uh there's a, there's a shot of one of the videos where yeah. it on the deck it's really small because the the camera's yeah, panning away that. But there's that. definitely a big cloud, so that will work uh, similar to like a snake venom ball, something like right. that. But right. personal, and then well, we also know that they have the the flame thrower ability, breathing flames, thanks to the to the uh, Ashen Lords as well. Mm-hmm. Too mm-hmm. the whip like uh, attack.
1: Ooh, I'm excited about that thing.
0: That seems new. That we've. Yeah. That seems like it, and I'm so curious how this will work because lightning is more like being struck with fire, not really. Right shocking you so i'm very curious to see how this whip like uh shock will do if it will cause you to to shake or if if it will bring down your guard if you're guarding with a sword yeah something like that like Like i'm done i'm very curious how that's going to work out but i'm very i'm very excited to see these different threats and the the ghost pirates seem way faster than anything we've ever played with and
1: you know what they remind me of and for for some folks listening they you may have never played world of warcraft they remind me of the rogue ability Mm -hmm. of like step into the shadows where you see the rogue in front of you, poof, they're gone. And now they're behind you. Yeah. Like, like a a very interesting mechanic where you're going to have to be aware that that thing can get behind you real quick. And that's kind of exciting to me because it, it, it now, again, like you mentioned, it's not just sit there and four slashes, just keep swinging at the skeleton and you get it. Yeah. If this thing can disappear and appear behind you, now you're now the pve combat is a little bit more interactive
0: yeah if you will yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited to see it. xbox players start turning up your uh, sensitivity just just warning <laughs> right. you right now um I can, xbox can i can i recall back to to a conversation that we had earlier about the uh the sunken ship that was chained yeah. down um yeah. in the video uh i went back and i checked i i, I just wanted to, to kind of lay to lay to rest this this discussion about whether or not it's the silver blade or the black pearl. If mm-hmm. you look at the figurehead, it is a woman holding a bird. That woman has wings
1: on the, the anchored one, right?
0: Yes. Okay. The woman in uh, the figurehead has wings. The mm-hmm. black pearl figurehead has wings. The yes, arist- the aristocrat figurehead that everyone references does not mm-hmm. have wings. Yeah. So correct. There's, so it must be the pearl. It, it's very much the pearl, which is what I think we're going to be doing. We're going to be trying to rescue Jack from the Fairy of the Damned uh, and get him the pearl so that he will have the thing that, that sunk. Like, we've been trying to figure out where the silver blade is because we want to know what's going on with Flameheart Jr. I think that the item that Jack stole is going to be trapped somewhere within the black pearl and once we get it, that's when we're going to get absconded or have to deal with the merfolk. Um, okay. Because we're going to have to figure I out think, how that gets sorted.
1: I don't, I, I've got uh, oh, oh, I, I know we're, we're just passing an hour. So I, I you know, I, I want to be respectful of every, all the listeners because I know we're having a good time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, a few things that I picked out in, in your last episode, because you were going through, you went through the, the, the trailer mm-hmm. um, bit by bit. So the first thing I wanted to point out was the box that Jack has. Yeah. And the reason I want to point this out is the box has a gem affixed on different sides of it. Yep. And it's yellow. And we don't, we haven't seen a yellow gem before. And why I think that's important and why the mermaids, I think, are playing, are going to be playing in a role in this is in that trailer later on when they introduced the trident weapon, which by the way, trident, Pirates of the Caribbean Five trying, mm-hmm. oh, doesn't exist. That movie doesn't exist. Um, there is a mermaid statue in the background. If you didn't pay attention, you, you got to catch it. And this mermaid is missing its gem and its chest, but its eyes are glowing and its eyes are glowing yellow. So I have this this speculation that what Jack stole was from the mermaids and it was some sort of, maybe it was the, 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 the queen mermaid's king that is now a statue and it's, it's, the, it's the only yellow mermaid gem out there, right? It's something treasured by the mermaid people and Jack stole it because that box has yellow gems on it and that mermaid was missing its yellow gem because its eyes, the mermaid statue's eyes glow with the color of the gem, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So interesting thing there. the, the second thing, um, uh, the second thing that I, I pulled from your your little thing was you're like, oh, I hope we get the Black Pearl. And I know you didn't record that and you recorded it before the gameplay trailer, yeah, which I was expecting them to say and coming to the pirate Emporium,, um, but they didn't because potentially it might be the season reward, right? The ship that no. might be a season reward. No. D- they didn't say no, but, but it <laughs> might be.
0: I, I have, oh, I'll <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I did want to touch on the the thought of the the Yellowstone. I do think that mm-hmm. your your line of thinking that it is, that it pertains to the Murfolk is correct. Um, I think there's something involving with the Murstone or the uh, the Murfolk uh, Yellowstone because that that box has a Yellowstone which looks like it's the heart of a sun. Yes. And
1: I, I loved that you called that out and talked about the eclipse looking thing because yeah. I didn't notice that.
0: Yeah, that's that's the the kind of through line there, but it doesn't it doesn't pair a hundred percent in my mind because I, I've I'm still trying to work out what our flow is uh through this because we've got the five tall tales it's and I'm hard. still I know it's it's I'm I'm struggling here, but in one of the gameplay trailers or the gameplay trailer that we got, it does show that there is a tall tail room where we will have to adjust the merfolk statues or the mer Mm -hmm. statues where they are holding uh staves or staves Uh however you want to say it uh in different positions and on the wall there is a um uh, a very very intricate elaborate decal that shows like merfolks in a progressive stance and each one has a different position for their arm with one that is holding a a conch that's lit up and in the middle of that room is a giant mermaid statue with a yellow gem embedded yeah. inside so i yep. i'm curious the connection between the yellow stones because it doesn't yeah. feel like those are um that those are are what we think they are where they're just regular gems i know a little bit more about the statues but i can't talk about that um of
1: course you can't <laughs> <laughs>
0: that
1: was with your personal phone call with Joni. he called you back don't you know
0: so the I know something about the merfolk statues, uh, that, that is interesting, but I, I don't know how it, see, that's the problem is I know what they are, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know how that plays into this, this story. Cause as far yeah. as I can tell, I haven't seen anything that, that gives me a clear reason like, oh, that's what those are for. That's why they are what they are. That makes a hundred percent sense. Everything is still very shrouded to me. And that's kind of why I'm excited to dive into this update finally, because I have knowledge it doesn't connect. And I think that I'm finally going to get that connection.
1: Well, I'll tell you if this isn't a feather in his cap, if this isn't cementing that he's one of the best game story designers that we might ever see, in Mike Chapman, because you know, he had a hand in these trailers, you know, he did. Yeah. And as he always does with everything that we've seen from Duke to flame heart, to flame heart, junior, to the runes, to everything, he gives you a piece of candy. You don't have a, you don't have like, it's, it's, it's a wrapper, and the rapper kind of has some ink on it. And you're like, well, is this a jolly rancher or is this a skittle? And you open it and you just, kind of slowly open it up and then and then finally you get to taste it and you're like oh that's what it is he is a genius at giving us these little bits of candy and saying okay okay put it together and i think we've got that a lot in this where he he's he's dropping these little candy pieces and he's like okay put it together and then finally obviously on the 22nd we'll start to put that together as we get through these adventures yeah it's just brilliant
0: it's, it's very, very much like, I I feel like Mike is, is he's, he's putting the, he's putting a little, you know, he's putting a Turkish delight in front of me and mm-hmm. he says, don't open that just yet. And I'm like, all right, well, it's the Turkish delight. I don't know if I really want exactly. to open it. And he's like, okay, you can open it now. And I open it now and it's an almond roca, And I'm just like, oh, Mike, it's beautiful. It's, <laughs> it's I'm, beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to savor this so much. It's going to be. Nom, 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 nom. And that's. So the last. that's how that's how i've always that's how that's how i see this this partnership with disney and rare going i I see this as something where i know that we're going to get a big update and it's and it's been clear they've been holding on to this for a while that they've wanted this to be in a good place for a while and the fact that they kept the secret as long as they did is absolutely astounding because crazy if you go back and see videos the hints are there but yeah it's, it's because Sea of Thieves is, has always been so influential uh, or right. influenced by Pirates of the Caribbean that it's hard to be like, oh, well, pff, it's it's a pirate thing. Of course he's going to say that. I
1: mean, look at all the Eporium cosmetics from Frozen to Milan to Aladdin to actual the Queen Anne's Revenge right? to a compass that doesn't point north to, to a curse that turns you into a skeleton to a curse of greed that makes you turn into a crazy golden dude. Yeah. It's all been laid in front of us. Yeah. All these little bits have been laid in front of us throughout time to draw things from Pirates of the Caribbean to Sea of Thieves. It's all been in front of us. But it's and this marriage is something that everyone wanted and everyone could speculate. And now we get to finally see what's gonna happen.
0: But it, it's always been something that has intrinsically been Sea of Thieves themed.
2: Mm-hmm. Even
0: even yep. the, the influences are there. Yep. I mean, you—you even—if uh, can I call out the Tinker Set, Pinocchio?
1: Okay, okay. Oh, good call, good call. I wouldn't have went there, but good call. So, big brain right there.
0: It's—it's it's the things like that that I that I absolutely love. Can I can I toss out a couple ideas to you that I that I think people are curious about but haven't really brought up? Okay. Sea of Thieves and Pirates of the Caribbean: Two double A franchises coming together. When can I expect a Disney Plus Sea of Thieves show?
1: As long as it's done like the
0: Mandalorian and the Bad Batch, I'm down. Because they've And I say three years. They've done a good job. And I think if this turns into the success that I hope it turns into, I hope that this mm-hmm. resonates really well and that everyone's happy with the content. I hope that this becomes what Pirates of the Caribbean should be that we break so much from what we are currently dealing with, with the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, where they are struggling to find something to tie themselves to that is innately pirate. And you look at sea of thieves and you're like, this world is built. This lore is built. Mm -hmm. Just use sea of thieves, just use sea of thieves and, and strip it, you know, of, of, it needing to be just a video game or a book Mm -hmm. or a comic or Monopoly. Mm -hmm. Oh wait, I guess they do kind of use it on everything. Don't they? Well, let's just make it into a show. Let's make it into a show and let's actually
1: animated show, animated show, Athena's fortune book. Tell me that wouldn't be, it'd be great. An amazing animated series, like the bad batch or clone wars or something. Yeah. Tell me with the power of the imagineers at Disney, with the storytelling of Disney mixed with Mike Chapman's brain and sea of thieves. Tell me an animated series just start it out. Like you don't even have to get like new stuff in there. Just take the Athena's fortune book, the story that's currently on, you know, Spotify and all your listening thing, take that book, make an animated series about it and tell me that wouldn't be huge on Disney plus.
0: Yeah. What a, what a fun way (laughs) for kids to get into piracy that isn't, that is stylized enough and yeah. still like, you know, it's not mature rated. It's not E for right. kids. It's it's teen. Right. Make mm-hmm. it into a young adult thing. Give give pirates a chance outside All of them. what is tied to directly to Johnny Depp and let Johnny Depp live, live his life without having to feel like he, he's constantly being brought into the limelight and dredged back up for, for things. Let him figure out his life. We'll take Jack Sparrow. Give him this world that he can live in in Sea of Thieves bring in the IP and let's take Sea of Thieves and just make it into a really cool show and, and bring Disney in the Johnny, original characters.
1: Disney Rare, get on your phone call up Rob Raven. That's all I have to say. The <laughs> man can do Jack Sparrow give him a call. He will do it for you. I promise. <laughs> I promise. No, I think you're right. It's, it would be a slam dunk. It would be a slam dunk.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that was that that's kind of those things that I'm I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that this is that this update turns into the No Man's Sky moment for Sea of Thieves because Don't it,
1: say please don't say No Man's Sky.
0: Why? I don't like that game. That's okay. You don't have to like I've it. I
1: tried so many times to like it. It's space, it's adventure, but I can't, <laughs> I can't.
0: That's fine. There's that's, that's that's but what what No Man's Sky did was Great, because it revitalized its name in the community. Sea of Thieves has always been on the outskirts. It's never been seen as a yep. tentpole. It is very much a tentpole of Microsoft's IP until mm-hmm. we get more, more original content, until you start getting things like that. And that's why I think them pairing with Disney is a great way to mm-hmm. solidify what people think of Sea of Thieves as. It's, sea of Thieves is the gateway to get your Pirates of the Caribbean content from if you want Pirates of the Caribbean, then come to Sea of Thieves because Sea yep. of Thieves is going to take its lore and allow I allow Pirates of the Caribbean to be woven in with it. And I'm I'm yep. curious how far it will go at this point because I I, I worry that this is going to be a one off, and that's that's the thing that I think is concerning that's me the most. I
1: have yeah, that's, I, that's that siloed thought that I have. That's what I'm worried about too.
0: Yeah, I, I want to know how long the license is good for how long we're going to be able to do that. And are we actually, are we going to be able to get the Hans Zimmer? He's a pirate shanty, please. Oh,
1: Oh, by the way, just, just so you know, when you said how you used to record your old podcast, Mm. right? Yep. What I did was at that moment, I paused your episode. I pulled up my Spotify and I started playing that song on repeat with your podcast going. Just so I could get into your mind as I'm listening to it,
0: I did that. It That's, worked out pretty well. It's it's funny thinking about how because that was that was the thing. Like I I would get so juiced on that song because it is such uh-huh. a it is such a such good, a good song. song, such a good song, such a good song. So I would I would love to hear Robin Beanland's version, uh, or mm. Chloe's version of He's oh a Pirate.
1: Good. He's so good. Yeah. So I want to close with uh, three things okay Mm -hmm. one a speculation of what this update in basically one concept is going to be about what what is the main theme of this update which is hard to do but i have an idea Mm -hmm. on my side i'm going to let you do this then number two, and I'm I'm giving you these, so so when I give you mine, you can have some time to process these. Number two, and you have to pick just one thing, and I know it's going to be difficult for you. What was your favorite thing that you saw in the E3 trailer? And then what was your favorite thing that you saw in the gameplay trailer? And you can only pick one, and you can't say Disney, you can't say it all. You have to pick one thing. Okay, so. What is the entire concept of this update? What is your favorite E3 thing? And what is your favorite gameplay trailer thing? And I'll let you think, and I'm going to tell you mine. Okay. The entire concept of this update, Pirates of the Caribbean, a pirate's life, is the battle between the ferryman. Let me tell you, the entire five tall tales, and again, I have no inside knowledge. There's nothing out there that tells me this. It is because of one thing, and I'll tell you what that is in a minute. The entire five tall tales will revolve specifically over who is the most dominant and who is going to be the ferryman of the future. Davy Jones of Pirates of the Caribbean, the ultimate cursed man because of love ferryman who's failing to do his job to fairy souls or our ferryman in the fairy of the damned, which one is going to be the ferryman of the future and who wins the epic showdown. And the reason I say this is the logo of a pirate's life. Mm-hmm. It is the pirates of the Caribbean logo, the Jack Sparrow skull with the thing in a very sea of thieves thing. It has the classic everyone wants, but will never get, but I have ferryman sword and crossed on the other side is yes, Davy Jones's sword, which clearly shows we revolve around Jack Sparrow, Pirates of the Caribbean, and it's going to be a duel between the ferryman and the ferryman, and that is what all five tall tales will lead us to the answer. That is my speculation. Thank you, I'm here all week. What is
0: yours? <laughs> uh, for the theme, I definitely see where you're going with the the dueling ferryman, um, and, and I'm definitely there. I, I think it's... It's tough to, to, to not go so specific about that because I feel like the, the overarching story is continued. It is, it has been the yeah. same question that comes anytime anything happens in Sea of Thieves. And that is, uh, the pirate's life. And, and it seems like mm-hmm. a cop out cause it's called a pirate's life, but, um, I feel like the theme is freedom and life. Mm-hmm having the freedom right. to do what you want and not letting someone else take that away from you and valuing life. Like what is life worth? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we ever allowed to die and see a the use? why is someone trying to get someone who is preventing us from dying uh, to stop them? Like why, why, what, what cause outside of Davy Jones is just nature to send people to, to the locker. Like, outside of that what is his main cause uh for doing that who's pushing him to do that or is it just his nature and also why is it the ferryman's nature to keep us alive to keep us in sea of thieves what Mm -hmm. what is the purpose for that um Mm -hmm. thanks to the comicsology uh comics that we got with uh the champion of souls uh Arthur Pendragon Jr. we found out that there are trapped souls on sea of thieves that the ferryman can't let pass through and that that's why pendragon was going around with the sword to to free souls to release them. um it seems to me that the ferryman has tried to be a good judge of when people are done with sea of thieves mm-hmm. and i'd agree with you. i i think that there's there's a story behind the ferryman that i still want uncovered we still don't know who he is or how he's tied to Ramses, and why he took the job that he did. And if Ramses was the one that had him do it. So
1: I haven't seen all of Ramsey's crew yet.
0: No, no, we
1: haven't. His original crew. We know where Rathbone is. Yeah. But there were a couple more.
0: Yeah. I'm curious where, um, where, where Marcia is. Cause she's, she's the one who, if, and this is going to sound crazy. Wrathbone was the Gold Hoarder. Yep. Mercia had the earrings to speak with the merfolk. Mm-hmm. What if she's the merqueen?
2: Hmm. 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 Maybe.
1: I so, sound like Falcor.
0: <laughs> I'm uh, just throwing the idea out there for folks in case they want to hear it and then find out I predicted it at some point. But I doubt that's a, put, I doubt that's actually put, the case.
1: Put a stake in the ground right there.: I
0: did well, this.
1: Yeah. I mean, we only know where Ramsey is and we only know where Rathbone is. Yeah. He had a larger crew than that. Yeah, and they all had very different upbringings, and they had very different stories. So
0: there's also three daggers in the back of Ramsey, which, which is his crew If that we know of, right? I, I see I'm not 100 percent certain on that.
1: I see, I thought that was written down somewhere that the three daggers were his his mutinied crew led by Rathbone. no, okay. you you would know that more than me, but I thought that's I thought it was written down somewhere, but I don't have a page number or anything like that.
0: yeah, i I very. I... I've been covering the game for three years. A lot yeah. of my memory is starting to get to mush at this point. <laughs> I still have to reference a Rare Thief and Wikipedia and Golden Sands yeah. for for all the, for, for for stuff. But it would be interesting if the reason Ramses is dead and a pirate lord is because his crew betrayed him, and each one of those daggers represents a future boss in the game. With yeah. Rathbone being the gold hoarder, with right. Mercia being the mer queen and with uh shane i always forget how they how it's pronounced
1: was he the was he the librarian shen no librarian
0: he he was the one that was the tinker he he played around with the cannons yeah he was the tinkerer yeah uh he helped Mercia craft the actual chests um he was the quiet one
1: yeah Yeah.
0: um but it, it was it would be interesting to find out like where he is but it would be it would be crazy if Ramsey's love for piracy uh and having adventure um is because he's lost his crew and he just wants mm-hmm. he wants to hear the stories and adventures because he lost his crew to mutiny and yep. he doesn't have those stories anymore and he misses that and he just wants that for other people that's why he's constantly saying it's not about the gold it's about the glory but everyone else that was around him eventually got sick of him and ended up mutinying against him. I don't see that because it doesn't track with their personalities, but it would be a, a really crazy, tri- crazy twist. Um, but to, to kind of get back on track here, I think the, the theme of the, of this update is going to be life and who decides uh, when we die and when we live. And if that should okay. be left up to us.
1: Okay. That's, I like it. I like, again, we have no clue we're We're just sitting here talking about what we saw. So. and I, I I'm a visual person, and I just I grab that logo and I'm like, the swords.
0: It's so smart.
1: Mm, right there, right there. So the second question is favorite part of the e three trailer, not the game trailer that we saw just a day or two ago. e mm-hmm. three trailer. My favorite part, and this is going to sound. I'm not actually going to pick something like pluck it like, you know, like pluck a character or something. Mm -hmm. My favorite part was how both brands stayed true to their brand while being together. That was my favorite part. Mm. Jack had his goofy hand movements and comedy, even though it wasn't Johnny Depp, right? Johnny Depp hasn't, as you mentioned, voiced any of the games, Mm -hmm. had the goofy hands and stuff. We had Tia Dama with the the spooky, creepy stuff. We had Gibbs. We had we had uh, Davy Jones. They all stayed true to their characters from Pirates of the Caribbean. Then we had our trusty Sea of Thieves crew. We had the little Shelly come back, which, by the way, Shelly and when Davy Jones's locker, Jack, the little Crab Rock. Just saying, there's a connection. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved how both brands were able to come together but still be true to themselves. Yeah. That's what I
0: loved. That was my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good part. Uh, my favorite part of the E3 trailer alone would be um, kind of two part. And, and I'm trying not to cheat on it, but it, it's the part where you see our, our Sea of Thieves crew is in the Sea of the Damned and they're using a rowboat to go through a forested swampy style swamp area. And yep. that is something that harkens back to when we got robots, where Mike talked about how robots were something that we would want to use to get to places that are inaccessible by ship.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I love that, that first scene, but the scene right after it, where uh, one of the sea of Thieves crew members is placing this talking skeleton head on top of a body, <laughs> and he comes to life and he's like, Oh, new body My at body. last. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> New body. That's Flame Jr.
0: I think it is too. I, I think
1: it is too.
0: I I can't see who else it would be. Uh, I've heard um, references to Murray from the uh, Escape from Monkey or Monkey Island games, okay. which I, I could totally see Mike doing because Mike is a huge fan of those games. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as I can tell, I don't know why there would be a skeleton uh, who would be interested in the, like, I can't think of if we're going to find the silver blade, who is captain yep. of the silver blade? Well, Flameheart yep. jr. Was 100%.
1: Well,
0: what did that the, happen? The
1: speculations d- out there that it's Barbosa are completely wrong.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> well, I, just I don't that
1: out there right now. It's not Barbosa. It's not
0: Barbosa. No, if it's one thing that has been very clear, there is a distinct difference between a character who is actual IP from Disney and Mm -hmm. someone who is an ip character of sea Thieves. the only thing that has has kind of swayed that is tia dalma and i think that is purely because tia dalma is a god she can choose her form
1: she goes in the form right
0: and and she still has the the crab like in In world's end she has a locket and the locket is shaped like a crab Mm -hmm. even though the locket is a music box everything that she does is a crab and even in today when we were watching the video uh one of the community members said hey wouldn't it be cool if the little stone crabs in world's end were pets as well as shelly what crab pets and sea of thieves what it'd be nice so yeah Um, Tia Dalma is, is the one character who I would say if they did change their look, it would be because they have the actual power to do that. So when I see that character in the, in the E3 trailer come to life, I see that is, uh, Captain Flameheart Jr. And I would agree with you. I'm hoping that it's because we're going to, we're, we're going to get information from him and explain to him kind of what's going on. And he's going to lead us to the silver blade and give us more information about that and where his ship was. And that will be it for now. And then we'll find out more in the future. Right.
1: Yep. So the last one is a gameplay trailer. So we've been getting a lot of videos and a lot of media coverage about this stuff since the E3, we actually got to see gameplay trailer. And I, I won't get into my disappointment of the gameplay trailer of, I wanted to see a bit more of combat. I wanted to see a bit more, but we got a lot, right? We got a lot of in-game footage um, of of the thing. So favorite part of the um, in-game trailer or the in-game footage that they showed. My favorite part is finally being able to see a new threat on the sea that is different than a skeleton and more so that their ability again, again, as you said, it's probably just for the Tall Tales, but that they are not your classic skeleton on land or skeleton on boat, but they're actually being able to get on your boat. And that is exciting to me with new weapons and what appears to be new, like armor or something. It's something new in PVE combat that we've never seen before, whether it's just in the Tall Tales, which I hope it's not, but we get to see something new that's not just slashing trash on the skeletons, and that's my favorite part of the gameplay trailer.
0: That's a good, yeah. I, I'm I I can definitely appreciate that. The it's so tough because there's so much to really to really touch on. Oh, so much. It's it's a real toss up for me because uh, uh, cosmetics aside. I'm very excited to see that the Black Pearl is going to be something that we can get and that it has the Mm -hmm. fog rippling off of the figurehead. And uh, it's not glowing. And it's, yeah, that it's just straight, but it's, I'm so glad that we're getting that functionality. Uh, It's been something that I I thought was overdue, honestly. Yep. Uh, But I'm glad to see that it's actually coming. The thing that I'm actually really excited for is getting to actually experience the depths of this tall tale where we're going into the coraled area because i want to find out um what this fight against this kraken is because the Mm -hmm. using the silver blade to fight off this kraken and seeing the head seeing the artwork come to life has been such a dream for me ever since i got the art book back when the game came out i've constantly wanted to see like the because there's more than just like the the just the one that is in this trailer there's so many kraken designs And Mm -hmm. everything that is in the art book has been used in the game um, at some point. Like there's still stuff in the game that has not been used. So seeing the Kraken head in this fight and knowing that this is how they were able to get the Kraken head in excites me because it it tells me that they are still looking for ways to appease fans of the game from the beginning of the game. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. did the game come out back in 2018 sure were we wondering what happened with the kraken head yeah we wanted to see the kraken body now in 2021 seeing that come to light in a in a new and interesting way absolutely love it absolutely love it.
1: and even though i probably will never get my hands on the figurehead although you and i have talked about this in length i never thought i would get my hands on a ebon flintlock either and for those of you who don't know check out your Twitch drops coming up starting on June 25th because they're giving away some of that precious obsidian stuff. And two of the items you don't get very often in the capstan and the flint lock. I thought I would never get that pistol and I've wanted that pistol since I first saw it. Cause I started the game after that pistol came out Yeah, and I've been able to get my hands on the other black dog pieces. I've been able to get my hands on the midnight blunderbust. I've been able to get my hands on the, the ferryman stuff. Haven't got my hands on the big, what that that, that beak-looking figurehead that is on the front of the skeleton ships that you can get on your ship, I haven't got my hands on that, but now we can finally see that. Yes, in fact, that is a Kraken's head because the bone structure matches exactly what is coming out of that rock. Yep. Mystery
0: yeah. solved. It's so. <laughs> it's funny because I've I've. I've never I've never heard or, or believed any of these. Uh, I, I recently heard that people were talking about these being birds and I'm like, they're not birds. How who's believing that these are birds? You're kidding me, right? Like am I crazy? Dinosaurs were birds, right? I, I don't even know anymore. I <laughs> don't know. But yeah, and, and the nice thing is is that the, the twitch drops that you're referencing, if folks uh have ever dabbled with streaming, if you stream Sea of Thieves, yes, anyone that watches you. Will be able to earn these if they have their accounts linked up. That's mm-hmm. that was the dream for me. That was the content creator's dream. Not just partners. Anyone, anyone that streams can be the the point of access for this content. Right. And the fact that they're bringing in content, and that's the other thing too, is is with the cosmetics that they that they give out for rewards. Those usually make their way back in circulation. They're very mm-hmm. nice about making sure that. Just like with the updates, you're never going to have to pay for an update. You're always going to get access to the content that is fresh and you're never going to get left behind. Thanks to the horizontal progression, you'll never have to worry about someone who's been playing the game since day one overpowering you because you just can't grind out the power that you need to that. With all of the cosmetics that they give out, they always try to bring those back because they know someone is a sailor, someone is a pirate, someone is going to meet someone that isn't a pirate and they want to bring that pirate into the game. And if it, if it isn't Jack Sparrow, if it isn't Davy Jones, if it isn't Disney, then someone else by word of mouth is going to say this game is really fun. Can we play it tonight? And one of the f- one of the best ways that people can get interested in a game is if they watch someone else play it, yep. and they're already getting content for it, yep. and they haven't even bought the game.
1: Yep. Now some of the some of the cosmetics, I hope they don't bring back, just because it gives you know some of those like the Black Dog set, right? Mm-hmm. That was something special for for you know like you who played very early, right? The ferryman set something special. Mm-hmm. Even though there are ways to get it, it's just going to cost you a very pretty penny. Trust me, I know. I paid it. Um, I didn't pay what most people think I did, but I paid. But some of the cosmetics I like that they don't come back, but but I I do like that they circulate it. But one thing I I really want to appreciate, and you you called it out because you know you. Used to stream. You've been on streams. You still stream a little bit. I stream, not on Twitch anymore, but stream on YouTube. But for small streamers and people who are interested in this stuff, getting partner is hard on Twitch. Getting even see if these partner is hard, and that's where those those drops have always laid. And now those small streamers who have wonderful communities, tight knit communities, but are just not quite big enough to get that special thing, are now getting that opportunity. And only a few games. Allow that. And I'm glad that Sea of Thieves has gotten on there. And secondly, and I don't know if you saw these tweets, but it really was heartwarming as a small content creator that there are several partners. Um uh, behave uh, and these I, I don't want to miss any, but these were just the three that I saw. Behaving beardly, Captain falcor and Spammels, three very large content creators, um, partners of Sea of Thieves, are choosing to not stream on the days of drops and requesting their community go out to smaller streamers and support them because this is a great opportunity for them. And I just I just wanted to take a minute and just just give a clap to those three streamers and any other partner who's choosing to step back from their job and potential revenue there to give other smaller streamers this wonderful opportunity that Sea of Thieves and Twitch is allowing them to have. It's just, it, it brought a tear to my
0: eye yeah it's it's really nice that they that they took that initiative to try and promote others i will i will go one step further and say that if they do i hope that they find smaller streamers and add them to the auto host list during that time period so that if you don't know where to go check out people that there's at least a couple people that they can recommend uh yeah. for others because you yeah. you never know going into a fresh community what it's going to no. be like but having a reference can definitely help uh other people who because i i personally would probably stream but i'm not pushing to do too much streaming because i've i found better success and better enjoyment through podcasting and my community has supported me uh, there yeah. so i will you're, i will have my host list
1: up, dude. It's
0: awesome. <laughs> it's, I'm, I don't awesome. know where you're going with that. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't see this. This blow up. I see. Uh. I see a lot of people passionate about sea of thieves recently, and I think that's the thing that excites me more. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I I, I.
1: I. I. We. We've been friends for, in all honesty, a short amount of time. But I've valued that amount of time, and we. We live on opposite ends of the country. We're able to talk very little, but when we do, we always have fun, and. I have just been absolutely blown away with all the little projects you've gotten into, because I know how much passion you have for this game, indie games, you know, and all this other stuff. And it's just, it's absolutely wonderful to see you being able to dive into those passions. And even though, you know, you're not streaming and I I don't stream as much as I used to, because I enjoy doing these other little things too, but it's, it's just so awesome that
0: you're getting
1: to use that passion and just doing something with it. And your community is behind you and just, mm, it's great to see.
0: Oh man. Yeah. That's, I never thought that the Sea of East community was going to end up being what it is. And, and mm-hmm. with all the, with all the, the, the frustrations, uh, with, with game bugs, things like that. Um, it's so nice to see that a majority of the people playing the game have very strong opinions and those opinions are focused around things that they want to see improved with the game. But yep. seeing the content that came out has just kind of galvanized everyone to be like this is the it is vindication that we have been supporting a game for so many years, and to see others excited for it just makes makes it so worth doing content for and doing content for one game seems absolutely insane uh to to most other podcasts like where's how are you going to cover one game' every week for years and it's like it's it's easy if you're passionate about it so having the community that we have is nice because honestly they're the ones that they 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 hit me up they're like hey we need us we need you to fill a spot if you can I'm like okay cool (laughs) and and I jump on and I've got people who are just having a ball and Mm -hmm. living a, a having such a great time sailing around with each other and have so much inside jokes that I'm not even privy to because they sail on a regular basis and I just get to dip my toe in once in a while to share it with them. And it's yeah. so fun.
1: Yeah, and, and like I said, congratulations, man, to you, your community, you guys are rocking it. And Thank you. Just, oh, just absolutely amazing. I'm going to have you do an outro because I know I did an intro on my, uh, on my podcast. You're obviously going to do some editing and stuff on your side, but I'm going to have um, you, you, take us out this week on 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 the show because i've had an absolute blast as i always do i know we went long but i'm sure everyone's going to going to enjoy it um so i'm going to turn it over to you sir my friend the host of killhole podcast please bring this voyage to a close for us today
0: well as we pale pull into port god i'm already screwing it up as we pull into port Thank you, Davram, for, for inviting me to for this opportunity. It's been an absolute blast. I think that Sea of Thieves is going to get even more interesting after we get this content we get to dive into it. Um, if folks want to get a hold of you, Davram, this is a great way to get a hold of you. Head over to Twitter at DavramTV. You can also go over to YouTube.com forward slash DavramTV. That's D-A-V-R-I-M-T-V. And if you have any questions comments concerns head over to uh gmail or head over to your your email type in davram gaming at gmail.com send all your love send all of your compliments send all of your thoughts ideas conspiracy theories as we're waiting on the last three days before this update comes out out to davram so he has something fun to chat about next week and if you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do it. You can always reach me at uh, C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always email me at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. Or just look for Keel Halt or Pirate Talk Radio. And Pirates, with that, thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.
1: Radio Podcast. Smart shows
0: for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Looking for a Fallout audio drama? It's True Vault Escapades! That's right, follow the death-defying adventures of Detective Walter Camry and his Vault Girl Bunny as they solve the wasteland's biggest mysteries. From the dramatic Texas prologue to the high-stakes world of New Vegas, Walter and Bunny risk it all to crack everything from murders, slaver syndicates, and corruption at the highest level in post-nuclear America. True Vault Escapades, it's a Fallout show with a detective twist. Look for True Vault Escapades wherever you get your podcasts.